Welcome to Woke Points, the podcast where each episode we strip away the conventional wisdom from issues of ethical or moral importance in order to better understand our own beliefs and shift from scoring woke points to taking meaningful action. I'm your host, Marnie Edelhart. And I'm Ted McCarthy. Hey, Ted, how are you doing? Oh, pretty lovely. Mar- oh, there goes the microphone. Pretty lovely, Marnie. <laughs> We're off to a grand start. This is professional podcast life looks like. Just knocking a microphone off the stand. I'm good. It's May, which is wild. It's May of 2023, which means a few yeah, things. It does. It means, I May mean, flowers. who knew we'd get here, but season two, we've done it. Season two, we've, we've done, done it. it. Oh my goodness. Tragically, everyone, this is the end of season two, but yeah, not tragically, It's the kicker for season three coming in a bit. Exactly. We are not leaving you hanging. We are going to wrap up season two, get a little sunshine and snacks and stuff. We recommend everyone do the same. Snacks. Yeah, snacks (laughs) and sunshine. (laughs) It's the summer plan. Whatever we want to do. And then we're going to come back at you in August. Our next episode will be at the end of August, and that'll kick off season three. But even if you're wondering, like, how can I go that long without sex? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i mean we all wonder how can i go that long without sex (laughs) oh my god without little freudian slip on marty's full disclosure i was at the emergency (laughs) event last night i'm quite sleepy i would never go that long no (laughs) if you're wondering how could i ever go that long without woke points wonder no more wonder no more well for one thing ted i think they could go back to a few season two sweet ones or even season one even season one go for the dig deep in the archive classics any favorites you want to point people to? Ooh, favorites. Season one, I mean, we've got the perennial favorites, I think, are climate change ones, because everyone is deeply anxious about the world burning. So we've got the Sammy Grover, which is actually the first episode we ever did on Should We Stop Traveling Because of Climate Change? Lovely interview with a lovely British man with a lovely British accent. And <laughs> then we capped off that season with an interview with the brilliant Jen Marlin, who is a professor at the Yale Center for Climate Change Communication, who led a discussion on all sorts of wonderful things about climate change and the politics of climate change and social and systemic versus individual action around these things, and especially focused on a conversation about should we stop having kids to save the world? So those are some faves from season one. Yeah, I second all of those. I'd also point out, you know, we have a couple that got a few less listens. I think maybe we didn't name them quite right, but that are really, <laughs> really fun. And they're both about parenting, which is something neither of us has the balls to do. Because uh, <laughs> sounds hard. And speaking of it sounding hard, we did an interview with Today.com journalist Danielle Campo-Amore about what it's like being a work-from-home parent, especially during COVID when kids were at home, but also after. And how can creative people make the most of their careers while also having children. Mm -hmm. We also did an episode about why single people are mad about parental leave. Mm -hmm. And we interviewed an HR professional, Avi Koparti, who's a senior director of HR at a major corporation, all about how they think about parental leave and how they deal with uh, grievances from the Mm non-parents when it comes to those policies. So those are a couple I'd also love to see folks find. Those are gems, hidden gems, really. Yeah. And then, I mean, if we're talking season two, hopefully you've listened to all of it. You're here with us now, but maybe you only signed on for sex robots, which we get. We get. Everyone loves a sex robot. It is fun. But just say you haven't listened to all of season two, Ted. What's your standout that you want people to go back and listen to from season two? Ooh, what's a fun one? I mean, I'm partial to the Night Owls one because I'm a Night Owl and I think we need more giving a hoot, I think is what we called it. We need more people to give hoots about Night Owls. That was a fun one. 
with author Haley Shapley. Yeah, and honestly, I don't think it's covered by anybody, any other podcast. So no one's talking about Night Owls out there, which is, makes it all the more important to talk about, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I really loved our interview with Jen Rubenstein about effective altruism. I think she's very thoughtful and really brought nuance to that conversation, which is often missing. So I'd say I agree. go back, listen to the effective altruism episode with Jen. It's a great conversation. We had a lot of fun with her. A lot of philosophy, a lot of politics, a lot of donations, a lot of uh, Silicon Valley, both hate and quasi-love. <laughs> very quasi. Quasimodo love. Quasi, very quasi. Actually, Marnie, <laughs> that makes me think, if you had to name one either this season or last, which guest do you think changed your mind most on a topic? Guest or guests? Did that happen? Because I can leave at least two where my mind was really changed through the conversations we had. Oh my gosh. That is a great question. You know, I think I would start with our sex robots guests, all three. All three. Tanya and Maddie <laughs> and Rob. They all took such different positions on that topic. And as I said in our episode on it, I really thought I was ready to change the world with my solution that no one else had ever thought of, that we Classic. could cure pedophiles with sex robots. And it turns out that that's complicated. Who knew? But not only is it complicated, but they're really thoughtful, smart, informed people considering these options and what could be helpful and what isn't. And it was great to hear from them and to have them take my opinions and ideas and put them in a much bigger context. What about you? That's great. I would say the one that I think changed my mind most was actually our most recent episode with A.J. Bauer, the professor of conservative media. I think I went into that conversation thinking the fairness doctrine and legislation are the best ways to get us back to kind of a central source of truth around a media environment. And I think what he convinced me of in a very short amount of time was that the idea of society having a single source of truth was possibly just like a blip on the radar historically and something that we're never going to be able to get back to, which is both terrifying and kind of exciting I don't know if exciting is the right word, <laughs> but like it made me weirdly hopeful about the future. I think I've been racked with a lot of anxiety the last several years around, you know, kind of this like post-truth thing around Trump and misinformation online, especially as someone who's very online has done a lot of research online. I think his view that maybe we're just going to return to a point in time where there's a lot of different sources of truth and that kind of the battle is not so much around, okay, we have to all convince the people that there's one source of truth rather than speaking our own truths and convincing people of what the truth even is and like almost creating a truth that is, and it sounds wild, but hearing him say it, I think is a really convincing argument. And I think that one to me really, I came out of that conversation really thinking about this very differently. And the Jen Rubenstein one also, I think I, think I came in on effective altruism pretty hard on the crypto bros <laughs> and the Silicon Valley. Yeah, you were just ready. I think ever since Google said goodbye, you're just like ready to come at Silicon Valley guns blazing. That was before. <laughs> no, I've just been ready. Ever since I got to San Francisco. No, it's much more since I got to San Francisco. I've been just raring to go against tech people in some ways, even though I in many ways won. But yeah, that one, I think also, you know, her point was, sure, this isn't perfect. But, you know, if you're going to be donating money in large amounts to causes, you have to pick some central organizing principle for it and effective altruism doesn't necessarily have the worst ones, right? So well and one thing that I'm taking away from every guest, and this is really guest specific. I don't I don't know that it's us. There's just so much optimism and hope mm -hmm. from our guests. It's true. These are people dealing with climate change and parental 
resources and charitable giving and sexual access and kids and having children, which is just the most and having <laughs> children, psychedelics, Palestine, like media relations. Like these are complicated issues that tend to tip us liberals into the darkness zone. And all of our guests really approach them with optimism, with hope, with the finding solutions mindset, with a open mindset, not approaching them as though like, how can we make it work the way I think it should work? Mm-hmm. But why is it working the way it is? And what can we learn from that? So of everything in every episode, that's my takeaway is like, there's reason for hope and optimism and you affect change through hope and optimism. I love that you say that point. I mean, even Sammy Grover, even Jen Marlin, right? Talking about the climate change ones. Almost all of these conversations have left me more hopeful than I came in on, on, you know, topics that tend to be very dark, tend to lend towards doom scrolling and a sense of despair and a sense of like, what can we ever do about this? Yeah, I really love it. And those are the people, right, who we interview them because they're most in the weeds on this stuff and they're experts and they spend a lot of time thinking about this. And yet somehow they even, by being in the weeds, are more optimistic than I think a lot of people we know. So I agree. That's a really great reason to you know, even you could say, listen to the interviews. (laughs) Right. Well, and I think a takeaway for me is I think sometimes on the left, we equate negativity with action. And what I mean by that is like, just by saying we see all the problems, Mm -hmm. we feel more virtuous Mm -hmm. than the people who take a more like cornucopia approach to life, like the cornucopia will always replenish. And that's, you know, it's good to be realistic. It's good to see the problems and, and acknowledge them. But there's no virtue in cynicism. And I'm really taking that away from this season, from this first season is like, I'm not making the world better by just acknowledging that there are problems. I'm not making the world better till I do something about those problems. And I think to that point, right? I mean, I feel like Sammy Grover, we might have touched on this a bit with that is if you feel despair. I mean, I think this comes up a lot with climate change generally. If you feel a sense of despair, it makes you less likely to take action. Like despair is not the I mean, there's a great quote, I think of often from uh, Helen Keller. Oh, good one. Alabama's own Helen Keller, I'll say. That's, they're very proud of it down there. <laughs> she loves those. Uh, I was going to say some Alabama sports team, and I can't think of a single. Go Bama. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still want to hear the quotes. Nothing can be done without hope and confidence, says Helen Keller, allegedly, as long as it's not apocryphal. Nothing can be done without hope and confidence, right? And I think that's what I take away with a lot of these things. Like, you could look at media, you can look at Palestine, you can look at advances that are being made in psychedelics. You can look at those of us who are night owls, who aspire to join normal society in our daily lives, climate change, all sorts of things, right? And that quote, I think of often, nothing can be done without hope and confidence. And it's the opposite of doom scrolling, right? It's the opposite of despair. And I think that's something I'm surprised that we've gotten through our interviews over and over again. So we've talked a lot about how good season one is, how good season two is, Mm -hmm. everything to go back and listen to. But there's reason to say subscribed between now and the fall Mm -hmm. as well. And Ted, what can people look forward to? We're going to have a couple bonus fun summer episodes. We're going to stay vague around those because they're still kind of coming. Look out for things around media. (laughs) We're going to keep it a secret so that you guys can be surprised and delighted. Might be another sex robot (laughs) type thing. Another media thing with another brilliant, possibly CNN contributor talking to us. Yeah, maybe a little bit of just Ted and Marnie talking. Might just be a little more snacking around. Our thoughts and ideas. (laughs) You can never get enough of that. And we've got season three coming in August. And a lot of great episodes around that. We've got patriotism. We've got talks around local food movements. Have you ever thought about abolishing altruism? Now's the time to think about it. That should be a really fun one, Ashley. I'm really excited for that one. All sorts of stuff, guys. Stay tuned. And Ted will be joining us from places all around the world for some of those recordings. We're going to start bouncing around the world. 
Yeah. You'll hear the markets of Guatemala <laughs> and the parties of Colombia in the background as he records each episode. So look forward to that. If you're listening for me, you'll just hear Seattle. <laughs> and the parting of the dogs and the, yeah. <laughs> the ruckus of the dogs <laughs> and the loveliness of the beach. Yes, exactly. So... Marty, what are we going to do around, well, we've got Woke Points Pod, of course, on Instagram and Twitter, right? People can find us now on TikTok because we've joined the youngins. Yeah. And if, How do you do, fellow kids? Yeah, just search Woke Points Pod on TikTok. You'll find us. You'll find several posts. And we're hip and cool. And, you know, we will not do a dance, but you can pretend we might one day and keep, we keep might watching one day. for it. <laughs> we can pretend we might. Yeah, if we're ever in the same place. <laughs> yes. Yeah, never say never. Never say never. And you, we took a turn mid-season this season and we started splitting our episodes into two parts. So we'd have our episode and then the interview, and y'all already know that if you've been listening. And we want to hear if you like it. Is that approach good? Do you miss having just full, longer episodes? Do you want more interviews, more Marnie Ted content? Like, we want to make a podcast you're excited to listen to every week. And you can share that feedback in our email. However you want. Bookpointspod at gmail.com. But how are you going to pay for all your beverages while you're on this trip? I was going to say, Marnie, thank you so much. We've gotten some buy me a coffee money already, which has been lovely. Thank you, everyone who's given. Cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. Thank you. <laughs> that helps not only pay for beverages, right? But it does help us pay. We have to pay fees for software to make this. Uh, it takes a lot of work to get guests. It takes a lot of work to promote it. it. takes a lot of work to do the editing. So we really appreciate everyone who's given us some money so far. Till the day when we get that sweet, sweet ad income, then uh, <laughs> yeah. we'd love... I just cannot wait for my new mattress. I'm sleeping (laughs) on a bed of nails till we get a mattress ad. So everyone push for it. If only there was a ghost themed mattress that would friendly one, a friendly ghost that would just pay us in mattress money. (laughs) (laughs) Or uh, can't imagine who that could be. This some sort of smoothie, smoothie like uh, hustly vegetables that we could. Marnie doesn't get the reference. I'm not going to say the name. Are you talking about Daily Harvest? Oh, no, sorry. we're not going to. No, it's not them either. Okay. I don't know what that one is. We listen to different podcasts, I think. <laughs> mine is all <laughs> Oh, I mine think is I all know what you vegetables. mean. Is it something that can make us stronger and faster? Of course. And it's, it's a single color? Hustly Vegetables. Yeah, yeah. Hustly, oh, Hustly got it, Verdes. Got it, got it. Yeah. But it's very popular among very popular. Silicon Valley bros. Very popular. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, that's all. Thank you, everyone who's... Keep listening. Keep telling your friends the best thing you can do besides give us some, you know, coffee money is tell your friends, tell everyone to subscribe. Rate, review. Rate, review. Helps us grow. Helps us. Helps us. Share our posts on social. That's great. great. Everything you do to let people know. I mean, if you enjoy it, the more people who listen enjoy it too. That's what we want. That's the ticket. And we really appreciate it. And we love everyone who's listened to us so far. We've gotten tons of great feedback. We love hearing from you. We love hearing what you like. We kind of like hearing what you don't like, but... Luckily, it's been mostly positive. We've gotten really great feedback from everyone. So thank you everyone so much who's let us know. And we can't wait to keep sharing with you. Yeah, it means a lot every time. It, it sends really a flurry of text back and forth between us of delight every uh-huh. time. We've been saving them. So, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. Stay subscribed. More coming at you. And we'll catch up with you between now and then. But definitely at the end of August for season three. Amazing. Have a great summer. Thanks, Marnie. See you around. Thanks, Ted. 